What's up, Michigan? Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time Michigan podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's basketball, athletic and academic scholarships available. Recruit yourself at LTUathletics.com. Michigan Hang Time is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for motivated individuals to become officials. Help wanted? Just whistle. Visit MHSAA.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard, the official military supporter of the MHSAA. The physical therapy and sports medicine professionals with the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game Changers segments on the network. Great tips on making you a better, faster, stronger, healthier athlete. We've already created more than 50 two-minute videos and a whole year of new features to come. The entire playlist is on our State Champs Network YouTube page. Check it out. And if you are in pain or injured for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards. Are you an elite student athlete with good grades and represent leadership for your team and community? Muskegon's Cam Martinez was a finalist two years back. So, what are you waiting for? You could be nominated for the most prestigious high school award in the state. Download the application at DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Okay. This is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Hangtime Digital Show. TJ Kelly is here. I'm Lauren Plant. And joining us for this week's Chalk Talk, sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, is the head basketball coach at Muskegon High School. He is the winningest head coach in Muskegon basketball history as he approaches the 200 win mark. Keith Guy, coach, thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us to talk hoops. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you guys as well. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Let me start off, and we like to ask all the coaches that we're going to have on all season about their journey. So if you could talk about the coaching journey that you've taken in your life, what motivated you, what influenced you, or who influenced you. You're a Muskegon man who began at Muskegon Heights, we remember. Talk about how you've gotten to where you are today. Well, um, you know, I've always had a passion and love for basketball and I always wanted to be around the game. So uh, I knew that one day my playing days would end, but I wanted to be a part of the game in some capacity and, and coaching was the next best thing and also impacting uh, lives of, of young men. And uh, this gives me an opportunity to do that. And uh, so now I'm entering uh, into my 19th uh, year as a head coach. I uh, started uh, freshman basketball coach at Western Michigan Christian for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also um, a grad assistant at Fair State. And then I did a couple of years at Muskegon Community College. And I went back to my alma mater at Muskegon Heights and uh, worked under Lamar Chapman for two years. He went on to Central Michigan. And then uh, I was uh, – fortunate enough to be selected the next head coach and it's just been going on since then yeah absolutely and, uh, talk about go ahead to people that influence me man i could probably oh, talk yeah. all day but at the top of that list is is my parents and uh you know they've always taught me you know just to uh try to impact lives in a positive way and I always try to 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 be a an assistance to to other people and they also taught me how to work hard and how to 
the, the drive to compete. So, uh, you know, I, I, I starve for competition, and <laughs> they put that in me as a young age. Can you talk about your approach to mentoring and guiding young men? Every generation is different. Uh, do you adapt or do they adapt to you or both? I think it's a little – I think it's both. Um, I've seen a shift over my 19 years of coaching. I've seen it, a shift in, in, in players and, and even the talent. Uh, but I, I, I try to – I think the one constant is relationship building. And you try to uh, build a relationship with the student athletes off the floor, spend time with them off the floor, get to know what they like, get to know what they don't like, uh, find out about their family structure. Um, just, just, you know, just spend time. And, and because again, I, I know it's a cliche, but no one cares what you know until they care, until they know how much you care. And mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what we, kind of hang our hats on. We just want to make sure we show all of our athletes how much we care. And, and we're, we're so thankful for that because all of our uh, basketball players that played for me over the 19 years uh, try to come back in Christmas time. If they're, you know, at college or if they're just, you know, hanging around town, they'd come back, whether there was a Muskegon, Muskegon hikes. And I don't know if you understand the, the dynamic there at one point, Muskegon, Muskegon hikes just didn't like each other. And since of the the change in, in the way the schools are now and the dynamics, you know, these guys come together as one family uh, based on uh, us being a part of their lives. So we're very, very fortunate to have a strong alumni base. Absolutely. We're talking to Muskegon head coach Keith Guy. And uh, before I let uh, TJ jump in here, big showcase you're hosting this weekend and you're implementing a shot clock for the games, which is very interesting. How did this come about? Give your honest assessment on on a shot clock becoming perhaps a permanent addition to high school basketball here in Michigan. Yes, it came about because, uh, you know, Dan Young, uh, BCAM uh, um, president, he basically, um, the executive director, he basically, uh, you know, talked to MHSAA and he was basically pushing, constantly pushing to try to get something done and thankfully Mark Yule and his staff allowed us to to do at least five events this year uh fortunately my event was one of them that selected um we have three games that day we have uh uh Lance and Waverly will play uh Detroit Henry Ford at four o'clock uh Martin Luther Detroit Martin Luther King will play uh Kalamazoo Central at 5 30 and we will end the night with us playing seven o'clock against uh, Ben Harbor. Um, the shot clock, I'm 1000% in favor of it. I think it uh, <laughs> helps the floor of the game. Um, it also helps student athletes get ready for the next level. I think there's a continuity there. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. I think, uh, I don't think fans come to watch a game when the team is sitting and holding the ball for three minutes. Uh, you know, I don't think people want to watch that. And I think it's bad for the game. And I think if we're doing what's really best for kids, when we're talking about what's best for kids and basketball, I think the shot clock is. And I think we're moving in the right direction. TJ Kelly, jump in. Hey, what's happening, Coach? <laughs> what's going um, on, my guy? 
<laughs> hey, man, man, just uh, man, living the dream. Great to have fans in the stands this year. Um, you know, last year it just felt like a bunch of closed scrimmages. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the public isn't doesn't go to a lot of close scrimmages, um, whether they're not allowed or, you know, hey, it's a scrimmage and doesn't really matter. Um, so it, it's it's great to hear uh, the fans cover up the, the, the wonderful conversations that referees <laughs> and coaches can have on the sidelines from time to time. Um, uh, me personally, I like it, you know, just yeah. having the round ball and stuff like that. But, yeah, congratulations on the Muskegon Classic coming up this weekend. Um, one thing that I was – one thing that I caught from uh, a college coach this past week and talking about the shot clock um, from the Motor City Round Ball Classic was watching kids with a shot clock, um, they look like freshmen in college. Um, just because, let's say this, from Michigan, um, just because they're not acclimated to it. And, you know, one of those things, you got to deal with it in college. And obviously, I mean, I'm not sure how many people know, but when, you know, even in college, now hey, you put up a shot and it hits the rim. It only goes back to 20 seconds. It doesn't go back to 35 seconds. So just having the speed involved in the game. And I think the other thing is we need basketball IQ, basketball awareness, and having a shot clock, just having that you know, kind of you know, involved in, with the game, uh, the high school game here in Michigan, um, will definitely help kids in the future, which um, I think that we all aim to see them be successful and what better way to prepare than what they're going to have in the college, uh, in the college game. So I appreciate what you're doing and Dan Young and BCAM as well. Oh, thank you. And uh, you, you play a big part in that as well. And you're one of the hardest working men in show business. We see all over the place, everywhere. That's right. I mean, there's, there's not a, there's not a uh, event that uh, TJ doesn't know about, or he's either he's attending or probably watching online or something, but you better believe that, TJ is get, doing his homework, and I, I appreciate that because we have a lot of guys out here that's, that's ranking kids and, and, and people rely on certain guys for basketball knowledge. And uh, TJ is one of those guys that, that has a good reputation and, and definitely goes over and beyond to make sure that kids are, are, are recognized in the way they should. So we appreciate you, TJ. Hey, hey real quick, before TJ asks you about this year's team, your team, uh, which we've got ranked 10th in the state right now. Uh, I want to ask you from a logistics standpoint about a shot clock implementation. You know, some of the argument uh, has been, number one, okay, well, now we have to have another person at the game that's going to have to run that. So that's somebody we're going to have to pay. I'm talking about the schools. You know, and then, of course, that's somebody who has to be, you know, in sync with the referee. There can be, you know, obviously uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, did you see those challenges whether financially or, or anything if, if trying to do or just what something that we would just have to implement and get used to and just kind of roll with it till till it's it's perfect I, I get that everyone is kind of cautious about that but um we just in our gym got our shot clocks um installed yesterday and we had one of our players that's injured right now do it and it took three minutes to train them it's, it's okay. an easy switch. The rules are, are really easy. It's not like the NBA or anything. It's like you, 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 uh, it's only resets on a few, few times. If the ball hits the rim and the person, uh, rebound, it goes back to 35 seconds. Okay. Uh, if, you know, it's not, it's not a, a lot of rules that you have to follow. The MHSAA and the National Federation, uh, gave us these rules that are very, very simple and user friendly. 
So I think once people see those rules and see how easy it is to orientate someone to do this, it's not as bad as people might think. Got it. Got it. Well, cool. Well, um, and, you know, one thing that I was thinking about, you know, yeah, it's going to cost a little bit more money because you have to pay somebody, and I'm not talking about Muskegons of the world. Um, you know, let's talk about, like, Sheboygan or something like that. My thing is, if, if the game is that much more exciting and you've got a shot clock, then you're going to bring that many more fans into the game, um, you know, that are going to wind up paying. You know, I mean, if, if I don't have to sit there and watch, you know, a team hold the ball for three minutes and I'm watching them get up right. and down the court, no, I, then you have that much more excitement, yeah, which yeah. is going to draw in more fans, which is going to allow yep. you a little bit more money to pay for everybody, um, you know, for, to pay for everybody. But, yeah, moving on to your, your team this year. Yeah, you guys are really strong this year. You've got a strong front court. Um, Two of the best junior guards in the state in Jordan Briggs, as well as Anthony Sidner Jr. Uh, you did, and as we talked about, you know, one generation to another, you coached uh, Anthony Sidner Sr. at Muskegon Heights, um, going to the Breslin a couple of times. Um, what are you looking for from this team, and especially going into the, your tough game against Benton Harbor on Saturday? Uh, before I answer that, let me let me go back to the shot clock really quick. Oh, go Can ahead. You see this. Yes. Yeah. Move it a little. That? Move it. The, move it. Move it towards your face. Up. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Yes. Okay. This is what controls the shot clock. Switch. Uh huh. Reset to thirty-five. Reset to fifteen. That's it. All right. So I mean, like, I mean, yeah. It, it a parent can a do it easily. Any parent showing up can <laughs> sit down and do it. Right. So it shouldn't require a lot of money, and it shouldn't require, you know, a. Uh, 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 a lot of training and all that, it. yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. of training or anything. It's yeah. easy. But, uh, uh, yeah, TJ, I'm expecting from this team, I think uh, last year we took our lumps um, with a young team. These, these They were sophomores, our, our guard tandem. And then we had our uh, our wing, junior wing, who was pretty much hurt the entire year. But we played, and we played three games a week. And that experience really helped them. And uh, we have everyone back except, I mean, we graduated three guys last year. And um, we're expecting to make a run at the Breslin. And that's that's our goal year in and year out. Um, I think we have the depth. I think we have um, the guard play. I think we have the size. And um, I think most importantly, I think we have the team chemistry. Um, I always say, you know, the best teams don't always win. The most talented teams don't always win. It's the teams with the most chemistry mm-hmm. that plays well together and play for one another. And uh, I think we have that. And I know a lot of coaches would say the same thing, but I can only vouch for the guys that are playing for me. And uh, so I, I, our our goal is definitely championships, and uh, and and we're not we're not you know going to settle for anything less. I think one of the great things about uh, the Michigan high school season, as far as basketball goes, is every team makes the tournament. Um, I mean, whether you're you're two and eighteen or eighteen and two. Um, how much does your preparation, um, as far as scheduling goes, obviously you've got Benton Harbor on the schedule. I know that, you know, in the in the OK, you see a ton of different teams. I mean, even if we just look at, you know, West Ottawa, Muskegon, you know, some of the other teams that are making it out of Zeeland uh, West was really strong. I believe Zeeland West was really strong last year. And you talk about a ton of hype. East last year. West. Oh, excuse me, Zeeland. Yep. East. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, with East. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as far as your scheduling goes, what are some of the things that you're doing to prepare your team um, to make sure that, you know, they are ready for their Breslin push? First and foremost, we try to have a uh, play a variety of styles. Um, you play a team that, that likes to, to sit on the ball a little bit and, and, and 
uh, run your offense and maybe take 40, 45 seconds off the clock. Um, we like to play zone teams. We like to play man teams. People are going to be in your face. People are going to trap you. And first, and we like to also play teams that are very, very tough. I mean, we like to have our non-conference schedule. We try to schedule up. I mean, we played Ben Harbor. We got Kalamazoo Central. We played Ferndale. We played Grand Blank. Uh, you know, so we're we're just trying our best to to give the teams a variety of, of styles and also to be pushed to the brink. I like to put them in, in situations where, you know, it's uncomfortable. Like like this weekend, we, we'll, we'll play a back-to-back. Um, we played Zeeland West on, on Friday, play Ben Harbor on Saturday. If you're going to win a state championship, you got to win two games on a back-to-back. So we, we try to emulate tournament and try to just get better every day, and, and we put a lot of stock in the the regular season, not wins and losses, but just the, the getting better and the, the process of the of the uh, regular season. Yeah, I think th- I think that's huge. Um, you know, as far as having the back to back games, um, I know that you know, in talking with Nate Oates when he was at Romulus, you know, he had his tournament. Um, I believe the Romulus Holiday Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when he was there. And, you know, and it was early in the season. It was like one of those things where he was saying, you know, we're going to play our Friday night game, whether it be against Belleville or any other rival that they might have, and then turn around and play the next day. And you're going to have another tough opponent because when you get to the semifinals and finals, you know, obviously they're there for a reason. And, you know, I think, you know, what you're talking about as far as preparation, you know, just becoming becoming comfortable with become with being uncomfortable. Um, you know, and, and there's so many pressure situations that, you know, that are on the court that become teaching lessons later on in life. Yeah. And, you know, that that that's huge and definitely appreciate, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, at Muskegon and what you have done at Muskegon Heights. Yes. Yes. And Nate was always a guy who scheduled Detroit Country Day in the last game of the regular season, right before the playoffs, no matter what. And Country Day, you know, we, of course, back then was, was yep. super strong. Uh, and so you so you have that <laughs> challenge going in. So, you know. Um, yeah, like I get it, and uh, and your teams have all, are always are in the mix. Uh, it's been a it's been a minute since you know you hoisted that state championship hardware, but um, you know it's one of those things. Like you said, uh, it's anybody's ball game once once you once you really get to like regionals, especially. Uh, it's just a matter of 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 who's tougher and who wants it more in a lot of cases because skill wise, you're absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. It comes down to taking care of your body, getting proper rest, um, you know, preparing properly, and uh, you know, and just, just, and hopefully, you know, each team that's in there staying healthy. So it's just a lot of factors that goes into it. But I agree with you, Lauren, is that it's been way too long before since we've hosted that trophy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're starving for it. <laughs> I think it was four. I think it was fourteen, right? If I remember right. 14. That was it. That was it. All right. You and many coaches like you want to continue to see high school basketball flourish in the state. You're active in BCAM and and all of those things. There's a lot of good young coaches out there, um, but any coach can benefit from mentorship. I think that's one of the great things about BCAM here in the state of Michigan is uh, the outreach that, uh, you know, coaches like yourself uh, will do to younger coaches coming up. Each week here on the show, we're asking a coach if they want to share a tip, a routine, or maybe a drill that maybe gets underutilized, or or just advice that you'd like to give to those coming up as the new leaders of the game moving forward. You know what I like to tell young coaches, because we have a lot of good young coaches out here, right? And the main thing for me is for young coaches to understand, to do what we ask the kids to do, trust the process, don't skip steps, 
so many guys want to uh, just be on top all of a sudden and not work there I and mean, work to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had mentors and I still have mentors to this day. Don't don't be so prideful that you can't ask for help, uh, because honestly, I would learn from the young coach as well. <laughs> so if, if the young coach is doing something, I don't I'm not uh, too prideful that I won't go to that person and ask them what they're doing in this situation. I want to get better. And a lot of young coaches, if if we are, as the older coaches, are not seeming like we're inviting, you know, talk to us and, and let us know. Because if, if I feel, if someone feels like I'm not inviting where you can't come ask me some, some advice, then I'm, I'm, I'm the game. And so our job is to give back. So young coaches, don't be afraid to, to, take from all the older coaches, whether it's, you know, even if you look at something I do and it's like, it's terrible. At least you learn from that and say, Hey, look, I know not to do that, but don't be afraid to, to, to get and that it, you might not be on top today, but keep working at your game. Like we tell our kids to do and good things will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, coach, finally, B cam is introduced and officially launched the one team campaign. It's an effort to promote unity among teams, schools, communities. Such an important endeavor. I believe it will be met with open arms around the state as it's being implemented. What are some of the things that you've done already or maybe that you plan to do, whether it's activities at games or both, to promote respect for teams and each other? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have to do that. And I, I, I applaud BCAM for, for taking a step in that direction. Uh, basically, what we're going to do, we're going to do a lot of reading, public address announcement. We'll talk about that. Uh, we try to, you know, communicate with other teams and, and, and try to, if there's an event that another team might have, we would like to participate. We just want to show unity and, and, and show people that we can compete hard on the court. But uh, after the game is over, we go back to being friends. And uh, that's what it's all about, friendly competition. All right. Well, Coach. Uh, Coach Guy, thanks again for all that you do for basketball. Good luck this season. Have a great showcase this weekend. Uh, we'll be filming your matchup with Benton Harbor here at State Champs, so we're looking forward uh, for everyone to checking out those highlights that will be up early next week, and we'll see you soon. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, and take care. All right, we thank Coach Guy for joining us. Now it's time to get into some rankings talk. TJ, your uh, first set of rankings in the new year are up now at statechampsnetwork.com. I'm going to do like I did last time in our first show. I'll read the top 10 uh, because that's changed a bit since uh, your first go-round. Uh, number 10, Muskegon. We just talked to Coach Guy. Uh, Detroit Cast Tech at number 9. Detroit King at number 8. U of D Jesuit at 7. Ferndale at 6. Williamston at 5. Birmingham Brother Rice at 4. Warren De La Salle at 3. Grand Rapids Catholic Central at 2. And number 1 in the state still. Orchard, Lake St. Mary, seven of your top teams are unbeaten. What is it, though, about OLSM that keeps them at the top right now? Winning. <laughs> yes. Hey, winning winning, and winning um, with authority. Uh, you know, they're, 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 Orchard Lake, is, they're definitely rolling. I think that going out to Clarkston um, two weeks ago and winning that game was, was pr- maybe three weeks ago, beginning of the season, yeah. um, was, was pretty huge. I always think that, you know, just like North Farmington winning on Tuesday night um, was, was big 
for not only North Farmington's confidence, but you know, going into Clarkston is just a tough place to play. Right, right. Um, you know, you're talking about just, you know you've got a great crowd. Um, obviously, Coach Wasilk does a great job, um, and you know, coming down from the Fife uh, coaching tree, yes. um, you know they they're keeping they're keeping the ball rolling there. Um, but you know, their Orchard Lake St. Mary's they've they've done a fantastic job. Um, they won in North Farmington last week uh, at, at the Holiday Extravaganza. And, you know, they're they're going to have their work cut out for them. And like every other Catholic oh. League team, um, you know, the that's gauntlet. in the central, which I mean, we've got I've got three teams and, you know, the top four yeah. um, that are that are there and, you know, four in the top 10, five in the top 15. Um, so, you know, you're talking about teams that, you know, if you're finishing under 500, you know, in your league, you might, you know, in districts and stuff like that, you know, somebody might look and hey, who's this nine and 11 team right here? Well, that nine and 11 team, you know, it's probably going to kick your butt. You're real, right. real quick. You're yeah. you're on the clock. They're battle tested, um, and they're battle tested. But yeah, I love Orchard Lake St. Mary's on you know number two Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Mm-hmm. You talk about a team that just plays hard mm-hmm. with so many weapons. Coach Miriman does a great job there. They're what two years removed from our last year won a uh, state championship, yep. but they've had a lot of success um, in in recent in recent history. Um, but yeah, moving on, number three. Got Warren De La Salle. Yeah, I've seen him twice now. Yeah, double overtime over Ferndale, and really a good Pershing team. But uh, Pershing was never in that game. Yes, yeah, and and that's another. And they have so many weapons. Where and I think that the, all the the top three teams all bring something to the. Let's say this: the same similarities. They're tough. They're deep, and they can hurt you in many different ways. Yes. Let me add a fourth. They're very coachable, mm. and, and like Coach Guy just talked about extraordinary chemistry mm-hmm. like those guys go out there and you know that they mean business right. you know they're they're not goofing around right. uh pre-game they, you know you know even after wins you don't really find them goofing around yeah. and stuff like that no There's, showboating no of showboating any kind. no showboating and you know they i think that you know they they have eyes on on a bigger prize which hopefully you know they'll be able to ring raise a well not everybody but you know, somebody, one of the, some of these teams are going to be able yeah. to raise a trophy um, in late March. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, yes. as you look over the entirety of your top 25 mm-hmm. now, what are some of the teams that you really like right now? I was really impressed with East Lansing's win over Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamtramck, you know, obviously riding a, a strong wave mm-hmm. from a strong season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, East Lansing, they came in and while they – they came in and built a solid double-digit lead for the entirety of the game um, until the end um, where, you know, Hamtramck was able to cut it down. And I think that uh, East Lansing only won by six points or so. But, yeah, they did a fantastic job, um, you know, and there are just a lot of players that are ready to step up. That's one thing that I've kind of noticed this year is players that are looking around. Hey, we didn't have fans last year. Last year was kind of an off year, and we're hungry. And just to see guys, you know, that are willing to, you know, take that extra step, buy in, and do what their coaches are asking. Um, but, yeah, East Lansing You've, is definitely you, one Do you team. feel East, the Lansing area as a whole is, I mean, obviously, it, traditionally, it's been incredible. Yes. Uh, it kind of has taken a little bit of a dip, but do you feel this? I mean, Williamston, obviously, yep. still great. I was going to say, can we count Williamson? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I would yeah, count them they're in, in the that 517, area. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Say very cool. Uh, but you feel that there'll be enough bat- Bell be battle tested enough as we get to the playoffs. Yeah, um, I th- I think that the you know some of the coaches that are in you know, and let's say this the talent that needs to emerge, um, you know is is coming along in the Lansing area. You know the CAAC is one of the you know one of the toughest leagues um, historically. Yeah. Um, and while they haven't had you know the success of Lansing Sextons from right. from ten years ago, I do think that East Lansing. 
um, is going to be really tough. I like what Rod Watts is doing over at uh, Lansing Waverly, and obviously they're going to go to Muskegon um, this Saturday and play Henry Ford, as Coach Guy mentioned. Um, but, you know, it would be great to see, you know, Sexton and Everett, Lansing Eastern's kind of falling off a little bit. Uh, but we can definitely see, you know, what they can do as far as improvement. And, you know, the state of Michigan, we have waves where, you know, you'll have a pocket here or a pocket there, and they'll all do, you know, fine at the end of the day. Okay, one last question. Finally, uh, any teams knocking on the door of getting into the top 25? Yeah, Clarkston. Yeah, you know, um, they're unranked. They're, they're, they're unranked, and, and watching the game last night, um, you know, for, let's say this, for, for ego standards and for, you know, my rankings and stuff like that, I have North Farmington ranked. Yes. You know, so they go in, Landon Williams, a sophomore, hits a couple of big free throws at the end of the game uh, to seal the deal. Um, and win with two points um, over Clarkston. Um, but, yeah, I do like what Wasilk is doing. I really like um, Keegan Wasilk, his nephew, yep. um, who's a battle-tested senior guard who is grown. Seems like he's been with them forever. Seems like he's <laughs> been with them forever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and he's he's really done a lot. I know that he's got uh, some Division II GLIAC offers, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he winds up maybe picking up a Division One offer um, in, in time, you know, as, as, as success sometimes brings, brings along those extra offers and coaches say, you know what, I like that kid. He's tough. He's a winner. Yeah. And I think that I can win with him. Boy, if Fletcher Lawyer had stayed, uh, we'd be talking about Clarkson. No, yeah, we, 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 would definitely, we would definitely be talking about Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, they would be right there. Be talking about Clarkson. All right, well, that's all the time we have for this week's Hangtime Michigan podcast. Please check out the Hangtime digital video talk show for recaps, TJ's takes, and more talks about sophomores this week. Uh, the show premieres Fridays all over the State Champs social media pages and the website statechampsnetwork.com as well as the free streaming app. Uh, And you can also check out TJ's rankings at statechampsnetwork.com right now. For TJ Kelly, I'm Lauren Plant. We'll see you.